Hi friends and welcome back to the Bible Project Podcast. And we're still considering this biblical view of personhood. And last time we looked at the five views of what makes an entity a person. And these ideas, they're complicated to talk about, but it is for that very reason that we're talking about them, because they merit our attention. Not only does it matter now, as we're studying together the concept of personhood for its own sake, but the answer to these questions give us a handle on how we should interpret the entire Bible and how God is revealed in these early chapters of the Bible. And it's also vitally important to how we live our entire Christian life. I'd like to remind you at this point that the full transcript of all these talks is always available in the episode notes section of any audio version of the podcast that you might be listening to. So he's looked at the different criteria which a secular worldview has about the idea of, of personhood. But let's take a moment now and consider this concept from a Christian perspective. When we think of what it is that makes us or anyone a person from a Christian perspective, we begin by first not trying to think uh, about the idea of what it means to, for us to be a person or to be human, but rather our starting point is to think about what the Christian idea of God is. So what is the first thing that we can say about God as revealed here in these earliest chapters of the Bible? Well, I'm almost embarrassed to say it because it's so blatantly simple. It's a hugely simple idea, but also massively important. So I'm going to say it anyway. The first thing you need to understand is that God is a person. God is not a force. He's not an influence. And neither is he just a power. God is a person. Now having said that that idea was simple, we still need to talk about this further. You see, the Bible absolutely represents God as a person. In Genesis 1 verse 1, it says God creates. Let me remind you of the opening verse of the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God creates, and that creation involves a mind and a will. And a few verses later, we will discover it says, Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and every living thing that moves on the earth. So the very opening verses of Genesis tell us that God said to them, God spoke, he communicates, which takes a mind with a purpose. He has a will and he communicates it. My Bible experts state the characteristics of personhood in the Bible are evidenced by the acknowledgement of mind, emotion and will. So what we see here is that God has a creative mind and he has a will because he desired to create and see humans and animals populate the earth. So God has a creative mind and he has a will, and we know that because we witness his desire to create and see humans and animals populate the earth. But what about the motion? To see all the basic elements of God's personhood together, we need just to look a few paragraphs later in Genesis chapter 6. Verses 5 to 7 say this, God saw that human evil was out of control. People thought evil, imagined evil, evil from morning to night. God was sorry that he made the human race in the first place. It broke his heart. God said, I'll get rid of my ruined creation. Make a clean sweep. People, animals, snakes, birds, the lot. 
I'm sorry I made them. That's a paraphrase from the message translation, by the way. But this passage reveals that God has a mind, yes, and a will, but he also has, he shows and feels real emotion. The Lord saw wickedness on the earth. What he saw was not just animals killing each other. What upset him was the recognition of a greater fall from grace when he witnessed the extent of human wickedness. The text tells us that his heart was broken. That's a very emotional view of God. Many people today have a very non-emotional view of God. But the view of God we see revealed in the Bible is that he is a person who feels things. He can be offended. He can be upset. God feels things and because he feels those things emotionally it means he can be seen to express anger but he also can express mercy he can exercise compassion and even love so God has a mind God has emotions and God has a will and because of this therefore we know that God is a person Furthermore, throughout the Bible, God is always referred to as a person by the repeated use of pronouns like I, you, and him. God is never referred to as an it anywhere in the Bible. Now I know this all sounds incredibly simple, but it is incredibly important as well. It's incredibly important for Christians to know and recognize that God is a person. Over half of all religious people worldwide who say they believe in God would not necessarily agree with the statement that God is a person. Now you may say, think that this is not important because you're unlikely today in the West to come face to face with idol worship or people worshipping an object that they claim to be God unless you happen to be in a museum. However, we are very likely to meet this view among followers of Buddhism and the New Age movement and all its offshoots, and even within some people in the environmental movement who say that God is in everything and that everything is God. Almost all New Agers and Buddhists say God is not independent or separate from nature. He exists in and as part of nature. In their eyes, he is not the God of creation. He is just part of it. But the Bible, on the other hand, teaches that God is a person and that God is not just in the world, but he was the one who made the world. And the fact that God is a person means that he has personality. And that's important. So what are the implications of not believing that God is a person? And also what are the implications if we do recognize that God is a person? Well, we look at that next time. Okay everyone, that's it for this time. Thank you for joining me. Now the place to go to connect to this and any other ministries I'm involved in is the podcast notes section of the audio podcast on the Buzzsprite website. Or by looking in the episode notes section on whatever app provider you use. Within that you'll not only find the transcript of each talk, but you'll also find links to all the ministries and the way to connect with us, including the Facebook page, my YouTube channel, and links both to this, the daily podcast, and the Living in Faith Everyday podcast, which is a weekly roundup of all the various Bible study and talks that I'm doing over the period of the preceding week. 
you'll also find links there to my SoundCloud and my Bandcamp page where I create the background music and the sound design of these broadcasts. But with that, all I'd like to say is thank you for joining me and I hope to join with you again very soon.